Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Memory of Ram Golda, and today Mazekas Gittin Daf Nun Zayin, the fifth parak Hanizokin. The Zichur Mazekas Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zichur Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three tells we're going to focus on number one, beginning on the bottom Daf Nun Vav Amabes. The Gemara relates that Onkelis, who was the nephew of Titus, raised Titus from the dead and asked him, Man Chashiv Bahayama, who is Chashiv in the Omhaba? He responded, Israel. He then asked him if he should convert, and Tito said, Milehu nefishin, their laws are numerous, and you will not be able to fulfill them. Instead, Unko should go and attack them, for it's written, Rosh, Israel's enemies become leaders. Yisrael, Rosh, whoever persecutes Israel becomes a leader. On this stuff, the Gemara relates that Unkos then raised Bilam and a sinner of Israel separately from the dead, and asked whether he should convert. Bilam answered, Do not seek their peace or benefit all the days. The sinner of Israel answered, Seek their benefit and do not harm them. Whoever touches them is like one who touches the pupil of his eye, meaning he hurts himself by trying to harm them. The one relates how each of them was punished and concludes, Look at the difference between the sinners of Israel and the prophets of the idol-worshipping nations of the world. The sinner of Israel Israel advised Onkelis to seek the Jewish people's good, whereas Bilm advised him not to see to their benefit. Point number two, the Gemara relates that Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's general, found the blood of Zechariah bubbling on the floor of the base of Migdash. When he inquired about its source, he was told it was the blood of Karbanas. After comparing with animal blood and seeing it didn't match, he threatened to torture them if they didn't tell them the truth. They revealed that it was the blood of Zechariah the Navi who was murdered because he rebuked them, and whose blood had not rested since the incident over 250 years earlier. Nebuchadnezzar resolved to appease him and began slaughtering the Sanhedrin, young men and women and children, but the blood still did not rest. He exclaimed, Zechariah, Zechariah, Tovim Shebehen Ibadatim. Zechariah, Zechariah, their finest I have destroyed. Do you want me to destroy them all? At that moment, the blood finally rested. Thoughts of Tshuva entered his mind. If the punishment for killing one soul is so severe, then this man, referring to himself, who killed so many souls, how much more so? He fled and converted to Judaism. And point number three, the Gemara gives several examples illustrating the Pasuk, because for you we have been killed all the time, we have been considered like sheep for slaughter. Rebuta says, This is exemplified by the woman and her seven sons. Each son was brought before the Caesar who demanded he worship an idol, and each refused by responding with a pusik and was taken away and killed. The Caesar told the youngest son that he would throw down his signet ring, and the son would bend down to pick it up, giving the appearance that he was bowing to the image on it. The son responded, Chavalach Kezar, Chavalach Kezar, woe to you, Caesar, woe to you, Caesar, al kavod atma chavkach, if for your own honor there's such concern, al kavod akoj baruch has kam vakama, then for Hashem's honor, how much more so? When he was taken to be killed, his mother requested to kiss him. She told him, imru My sons, go tell Avram, your forefather. You bound a carbon on one mizbech. But I bound carbonus on seven mizbechos. She went up to a roof, fell off, and died. Abbasko issued forth, The mother of the children rejoices. So once again, the three points are number one, beginning on the bottom of Nun Vav Amabes. The Gemara relates that Onkelos, who was the nephew of Titus, raised Titus from the dead and asked him, Man Chashiv Bahayama, who is Chashiv in Om Haba? He responded, Israel. He then asked him if he should convert, and Titus said, Milehu Nefishin, their laws are numerous and you will not be able to fulfill them. Instead, Onkelos should go and attack them, for it's written, Bayut Sarehel Rosh, Israel's enemies become leaders. Kol Meitzu Yisrael Nasa Rosh, whoever persecutes Israel becomes a leader. On this stuff, the Gemara relates that Onkelos then raised Bilam and a sinner of Israel separately from the dead and asked whether he should convert. 
Bilam answered, Do not seek their peace or benefit all the days. The sinner of Israel answered, Seek their benefit and do not harm them. Whoever touches them is like one who touches the pupil of his eye, meaning he hurts himself by trying to harm them. The one relates how each of them was punished and concludes, Look at the difference between the sinners of Israel and the prophets of the idol-worshipping nations of the world. The sinner of Israel advised uncles to seek the Jewish people's good, whereas Bilm advised him not to see to their benefit. Point number two, the Gemara relates that Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's general, found the blood of Zechariah bubbling on the floor of the base of Migdash. When he inquired about its source, he was told it was the blood of Carbonus. After comparing with animal blood and seeing it didn't match, he threatened to torture them if they didn't tell him the truth. They revealed that it was the blood of Zechariah the Navi who was murdered because he rebuked them, and whose blood had not rested since the incident over 250 years earlier. Nebuchadnezzar resolved to appease him and began slaughtering the Sanhedrin, young men and women and children, but the blood still did not rest. He exclaimed, Zechariah, Zechariah, Tovim Shebehen Ibadatim. Zechariah, Zechariah, their finest I have destroyed. Do you want me to destroy them all? At that moment, the blood finally rested. Thoughts of tshuva entered his mind. If the punishment for killing one soul is so severe, then this man, referring to himself, who killed so many souls, how much more so? He fled and converted to Judaism. And point number three, the Gemara gives several examples illustrating the Pasuk, because for you we have been killed all the time, we've been considered like sheep for slaughter. Rebuta says, Zo Isha This is exemplified by the woman and her seven sons. Each son was brought before the Caesar who demanded he worship an idol, and each refused by responding with a pusik and was taken away and killed. The Caesar told the youngest son that he would throw down his signet ring, and the son would bend down to pick it up, giving the appearance that he was bowing to the image on it. The son responded, Chavalach Kezar, Chavalach Kezar, woe to you, Caesar, woe to you, Caesar, al kavod if for your own honor there's such concern, al kavod then for Hashem's honor, how much more so? When he was taken to be killed, his mother requested to kiss him. She told him, My sons, go tell Avram your forefather. You bound a carbon on one mizbech. But I bound carbonus on seven mizbechos. She went up to a roof, fell off, and died. Abbaskol issued forth, The mother of the children rejoices. All right, so now we go to our simon definite Zion, and our standard simon is a nose, and we often use Pinocchio in the simon. So here goes. The puppet show on the Churban featured a convert pulling three green puppets with long noses out of graves, who then suspended them over what looked like boiling blood, just as a righteous mother holding a picture of her seven sons jumped off a rooftop. Once again, it's emotion. The puppet show on the Churban featured a convert pulling three green puppets with long noses. Puppets with long noses? That must have run off Zion. The puppet show on the Churban featured a convert pulling three green puppets with long noses out of graves, which reminds the Gemaralites how Unkos raised his uncle Titus, Bilam, and a Jewish sinner from the dead and asked if he should convert and their various responses. So the puppet show on the Churban featured a convert pulling three green puppets with long noses out of graves, who then suspended them over what looked like boiling blood, which reminds us the Gemaralites what happened when Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's general, found the blood of Zechariah bubbling on the floor of the base of Megdash. So the puppet show on the Churban featured a convert pulling three green puppets with long noses out of graves, who then suspended them over what looked like boiling blood, just as a righteous mother holding a picture of her seven sons jumped off her rooftop. Which reminds us that more brings the incident of the woman and her seven sons who were brought before Caesar and refused to worship an idol. So once again, 
The puppet show on the Hurban featured a convert pulling three green puppets with long noses out of graves, who then suspended them over what looked like boiling blood, just as a righteous mother holding a picture of her seven sons jumped off a rooftop. All right, so now it's time for Forbrabach Hazar. Daphnon Gimel. So the similar Daphnon Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince? That must be more Daph Nun Gimel. The Nigerian prince in the green robes who had his attendants examine food someone was Matame to determine if in fact it was Hezek Sheno Nicker, which reminds us the Gemara brings Malchuk's about Hezek Sheno Nicker, damage which isn't recognizable. Chizki holds that one is Chaim and the rice for, but the rabbis exempted an unintentional damager, Kadeshi Odio, so that he'll inform the owner that his food is prohibited. If he would be Chaim, he may hesitate to inform the owner, causing him to eat the prohibited food. Rabbi Yochan disagrees and holds Hezek Sheno Nicker, Loshme Hezek. Unrecognizable damage is not considered a genuine damage. The rabbis penalize one who intentionally damaged this way, so that everyone should not go and be Matami's friend's tower of foods and say, Patrani, I'm exempt. So the Nigerian prince in the green robes who had his attendants examine food someone was Matame to determine if in fact it was Hezek Sheno Nicker was outraged when the thief who stole his treasure box of coins returned the coins after the government had declared they were no longer in circulation. Which reminds us where Papa challenged Chizkiah from a Mishnah. Gazamat Bey of Anipsal, one who stole a coin and it was disqualified for use by the government. The thief may return and say, what's yours is before you and returned. And it's not high for its loss in value. So we see conclusively from here that Hezek Sheno Nicker Hezek is not considered damage. So the Nigerian prince in the green robes who had his attendants examine food someone was Matame to determine if in fact it was Hezek Sheno Nicker was outraged when the thief who stole his treasure box of coins returned the coins after the government had declared they were no longer in circulation and insisted that even one who damages like this Bishokeg should be penalized atumazid, just like the Jews do when it comes to prohibiting food that was cooked on their Sabbath, which reminds us, the Gemara explains why Rebbe Meir holds we penalize Shogig unto Mezid when it comes to Hezek Sheno Nicker, but do not do so when it comes to Amavash B'Shabbos B'Shogig, one who cooks B'Shogig on Shabbos, and why Rebbe Yudah holds we do not penalize Shogig unto Mezid when it comes to Hezek Sheno Nicker, but do penalize Shogig unto Mezid when it comes to Bishop B'Shogig on Shabbos. Dafnun Dalad, so the Simon Dafnun Dalad is noodles. So here goes. The Cohen who was outraged when he saw that the Israel who accidentally ate his green noodle dish, green noodles, that must be run Daf Nun Dalad, noodles. The Cohen who was outraged when he saw that the Israel who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tahor Truma repaid him a shogeg with Tamechu, and which reminds us, the Gemara Daf Nun Gemal Amabes asserted that Rabbi Meir penalizes a shogeg as severely as Maisie did for a Rabban, yet he rules in a brisa that if a non Cohen ate Tahor Truma Bashogeg, instead of paying him Tahor Chulun, he paid him a Tamechulun, which cannot be eaten since it becomes Truma. Rabbi Meir says, Bashogeg Tashum of Tashumim, if it was done Bashogeg, the payment is valid. But Maisie, the payment is invalid. The more answer is that this is not comparable since there when paying with Tame Chulun, the man intended to pay as required. Should we go and penalize him for mistakenly paying with Tame Produce? So the Kohen was outraged when he saw that the Yisrael who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tower Truma repaid him Bishogeg with Tame Chulun. Wasn't believed when he told the man he was Mafago the carbon he brought on his behalf the day before, which reminds us, it was taught in Nebraisa, that if one was preparing tahor items for another, and he told them that tahor items are prepared for he became tame, or if he was preparing karbanas for another by sacrificing them, and he told them the karbanas are prepared for you became pigol, he's believed. However, if he said that items he prepared on a previous day became tame, or pigol, he's not believed. Abai explains the difference, anything within his ability to do now, he's believed to say he did. But something that's no longer in his ability to do, such as something that was done the day before, he's not believed. Rabbi gives a different explanation. 
So the Kohen who was outraged when he saw that the Yisrael who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tower Truma repaid him Bishogeg with Tamechulin wasn't believed when he told the man he was Mafago the carbon he brought on his behalf the day before and that the Sefer Torah he had written for him that was now in this man's possession was puzzle because he didn't write Hashem's names, Lishma. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates an incident of a Sofer told Rabbi Ami about a Sefer Torah he wrote for someone. I did not write the mentions of Hashem's names, Lishma, which would invalidate the entire Sefer Torah. After determining the Torah was in the purchaser's possession, Rabbi Ami responded, You are believed to forfeit your wages since you admitted you didn't perform the work properly, but you're not believed to disqualify the Sefer Torah. Daf Nun Hei. So the symbol Daf Nun Hei is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The stolen Chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs, speed limit signs, that must be on Daf Nun Hei. Speed limit sign of... 55. The stolen Chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by Sad Gohanim, which reminds us, Yochan ben Gugada taught, Machatis Hagazua shall know the Lorabim concerning a stolen Chattis, meaning a stolen animal, which the thief designated as a Chattis, which is not publicly known to have been stolen, Shehimachapers Mifnei Tikun Hamizbech, that it atones for the thief's Chattis obligation for the benefit of the Mizbech. Ula says, biblically speaking, whether it was known or not, it doesn't atone for the thief because Yesh Kadigo Kani, the owner's despair alone, does not acquire ownership of the thief. Nevertheless, the rabbis instituted that where the stolen status of the animal is unknown, it atones for the thief's obligation, so that the kohanim should not be saddened by the later discovery that they ate illegitimate sacrificial meat, meaning chulam brought as a carbon. This is called tikkun hamizbech, the benefit of the mizbech, because kohanim would hesitate in the future to bring carbonus. Rav Yehuda brings a different explanation. So the stolen chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by sad kohanim stopped to shech the carbon out Inside the Mikdash, unaware he'll be chayiv karas by rabbinic decree, which reminds us, Rabbi challenged Ula from a brights which teaches about a stolen animal, which the thief was makdish if he shechted it outside the Mikdash. In such a case, anish karas he's liable to karas. This proves that Yehush is sufficient for the thief to own and be makdish the animal, for otherwise it wouldn't be karas for shechting outside the Mikdash. Rav Shivzi answered, it means karas medivrehem. It's karas by rabbinical decree. Rav explained that the karas was engendered due to a rabbinical decree. The rabbis placed it in the thief's possession using the principle of Hefker based in Hefker, so he should be high for cars for shakting it outside the Mikdash. So the stolen Chattis thief, who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by Sad Kohanim, stopped to shek the carbon outside the Mikdash, unaware he'll be high of cars by rabbinical decree, and that he was standing on land being sold by a Sikrikon who had taken it from a Jew, which reminds us the Gemara discusses purchasing land from a Sikrikon and an idolater who sees land from a Jew. Daf Nun Vav. So the Zimmer Daf Nun Vav is a Shusher and Shul going Nu Nu. So here goes. The Shusher and Shul. Shusher and Shul. That must be more in Daf Nun Vav. The Shusher and Shul on Tishabav who shushed everybody with his long green finger so they could carefully listen to the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, which reminds us the following three bond discuss the Churban and Shani in detail, beginning with the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. So the Shusher and Shul on Tishabav who shushed everybody with his long green finger so they could carefully listen to the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. And then hear the Shir on Rabbi Yochanan's three requests from Vespasian, which reminds us more brings a background behind Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's three requests of Vespasian of Tenli Yavne Vachachamecha, Grammy Yavne and its sages to be spared, the line of Rabbi Gamliel, the eventual Nasi from David's line, and doctors secure Rabbi Sadak from his years of fasting. Rabbi Yosef or Rabbi Kiva declared about him, Hashem turns wise men backwards and makes their intelligent foolish, he should have said to leave them this time and spare Yushalayim. The more explains that Rabbi Yochanan was afraid that Vespasian would not grant him anything. So the Shusher and Shul on Tishabah, who shushed everybody with his long green finger so they could carefully listen to the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, and then hear the Shir on Rabbi Yochanan's three requests from Vespasian. 
Ian was complimented by the rabbi who said that the shush's shush was so loud, it would have stopped the gnat picking away at Titus's brain, which reminds the Gemara describes what occurred when Titus was sent in Vespasian's place. He did despicable things in the Kosh Kadoshim and was eventually punished by the tiny gnat who entered his nose and picked at his brain for seven years. Once he passed a smith hammering and the gnat stopped for the next three days, he had a smith banging in his presence until the gnat became accustomed to the sound and returned. The Gemara describes its great size when Titus died. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which daft of Melchok is about the Takana of the Chattas Gezua, the stolen Chattas, that's on Dav? None, hey. Good number two. Which daft of the case of the Tahar Truma, which was eaten and then repaid with Tamechulan, that's on Dav? None, dollar. Good number three. Which daft of the about Nebuzerah Adan, discovering the blood of Zechari on the floor of the base of Megdash, that's on Dav? None, Zion. Good number four. Which stuff do you have the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa? That's on Dav? Nun Vav. Good. Number five. Which stuff do you learn about Uncleus raising his uncle Titus, Bilam, and a Jewish sinner from the dead and asking them if he should convert? That's on Dav? Nun Zion. Good. Number six. Which stuff do you learn about purchasing the land from a secret con, an idolater who sees the land from a Jew? That's on Dav? Good number seven. Which of the one Nixa Yasomim Harianka Hektish? Property of orphans is like Hektish when it comes to sales. That's on Duff. None base. Good number eight. Which stuff the one about the woman and her seven sons who were brought before Caesar and refused to worship an idol? That's on Duff. None Zion. Good number nine. Which of the one about Yochan Ben Zakai's three requests from Vespasian? That's on Duff. Good. And number 10, which stuff do we learn that if one stole coins and returned them after the government stopped circulating them, he's not high for their loss in value? That's on Dov. None gimel. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Goldharm Zichru wishing you a great day and great learning.